With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, there's a lot of news going on worldwide. It all involves Trump. We don't get to hear about anything else. Uh, whether it's news emanating from this country or from some other country. Uh, everything's Trump, Trump, Trump. And I, as I've said in weeks past, I get fed up with talking about Trump. Some weeks I try to eliminate him from my show. Once I did it, I think about 90%. It's hard to, though, because what he's involved in is, in is important. He's affecting the interests of our country. He's affecting the interests of you and me, our families, our children, our grandchildren. Uh, and so we've, we've got to talk about him. But I'm not going to sh- start the show tonight with Donald Trump. I'm going to start it with two things that I think are interesting. I hope you do also, and then I'll get into Donald. First thing I want to talk about are crocodiles. How's that, crocodiles? Uh, we don't normally get crocodiles as far south as Key West. They are in the Keys uh, around Key Largo and south of Key Largo, but that's 100 and, I don't know, 20 miles north of us. Uh, occasionally, uh, one will show up. Last year, we had a big one, about six or seven foot, in the big lagoon on the golf course. And they let him stay there a couple of weeks, and finally they were able to capture him. And you can't kill these things, by the way. They're a, they're a protected species for some reason, and they have to be delivered someplace in northern Florida and kept safely. Anyhow, we had crocodiles here this week. We had two, one on Friday, one on Thursday. Let me tell you about them because I think they're very interesting. Scared the hell out of me. There was a picture of one on the front page of the Key West Citizen Saturday morning. It was a picture of a crocodile taken the day before on Friday. Nine and a half feet long. That's the biggest I've seen. It's an, it was an American crocodile, 250 pounds. That's big, my friends. And they caught it on Stock Island, which is right next door to Key West. Uh, and they found it in a lagoon next to a residential area. The day before, on Thursday, they caught another crocodile on Stock Island again, just over the bridge from Key West, 300 feet away. And this one was similar size, nine and a half feet, American croc, 250 pounds. It was in Boyd's Campground. Now, Boyd's Campground is a lovely place. You take your your wonderful uh, motorhomes and you park there. It's really like going to a first-class hotel. Uh, And they caught a a nine-and-a-half-footer at Boyd's Campground after, after the croc had killed a dog. So we got big crocodiles around here. Uh, and it bothers me, and it would bother everyone. I live on the golf course now, <laughs> and we have lagoons and ponds, and we have shrubbery, and who the hell knows what, but they're here. I have always taken the position in previous years when we've had an occasional one here that 
Get rid of them. Kill the son of a gun. I mean, human life is more valuable. And I've always been told, and I find this hard to understand, but I will share it with you. This is their land. They were here before us. It sounds like the American Indian. And we dispossessed them. All they're doing is retaking what was theirs. I don't buy it. Anyhow, now we're going to talk about something even more interesting. A clock. The clock on the wall. Let's say you're in school and on the wall in the classroom there's a clock. And in a business place you'll see clocks on the wall. And they generally say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 through 12. They're circular, okay? And I don't know whether you're aware, but they're called analog clocks, A-N-A-L-O-G-U-E. And that's the traditional clock, an analog clock with the numbers. Well, schools all over the country are removing analog clocks and replacing them with digital clocks. And the reason why? The children we are raising today, the kids in our schools, are being trained digitally and not analogically. So they can't read an analog clock, which I at 82 can, one, two, three, four, five, I can't read a digital one. But what has happened while these kids are taking exams and the examinations are being timed, they have been frequently raising their hands and saying, how much time left, teacher? And that's because they can't read the clock that most of us are accustomed to. So now the schools are replacing them all over the country with the digital clocks so the kids can tell time. Have we cheated them? I don't know. Have we cheated the kids? Are we cheating the kids? Like, they don't have cursive writing anymore. They don't know how to write like I learned and most of you did with sweeping lines uh, because they're taught to use computers. I know so many people, varying ages in fact, that cannot write their names because they never were taught cursive writing. Okay, now we're going to get into politics. We're going to get into Donald Trump a bit here and there. And I hope you enjoyed the evening. I enjoy talking about him, but there are other things going on in the world. Anyhow, political parties. You would think we've always had a two-party system in the United States, but the answer is no. Uh, Do you know that George Washington ran for president twice, was elected twice, and he was elected as an independent. He was not a member of a political party. In fact, political parties did not even exist when he ran. And here's the story why. Our Constitution, (coughs) signed in 1787, was silent as to political parties. Now you would think Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, smart guys, they would know enough, they had everything else thrown in that Constitution, They didn't have any mention of uh, political parties. And the reason why is because in 1787, political parties did not exist in the United States, nor did they exist anywhere in the world, in the history of the world previous. And so how would these smart men know that there were things such as political parties and there would be... uh, parties running against each other, people heading parties in elections. They did not exist. But it was only a few years later uh, when people like the greats in our country, this is after George Washington was done, like Alexander Hamilton and James Madison, uh, these people couldn't get along. 
Thomas Jefferson. They couldn't get along. So all of a sudden, in 1792, we had political parties that quickly. The Federalist uh, Party, headed by Alexander Hamilton, who believed in a strong central government, and the Democratic-Republican Party, two names, one name, Democratic-Republican Party, who believed, who were opposed to a powerful central government. They were headed by Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. Now, why am I talking about political parties here today? Uh, because I believe the time has come, and it may occur, for us to elect an independent as president of the United States. We have not been able to do it since uh, George Washington. And now with political parties, it has been impossible in, in, in our modern times for us to elect an independent because, one, you need the registration of the parties to give you the big vote. Number two, you need money. And only organized parties seem to have the money and the workers uh, to, to run an election, to campaign for their candidate. So the independents have failed. But I think independents, an independent, not an independent party, an independent candidate for president and an independent candidate for vice president have a good shot at winning in 2020, and here's why. Are you aware that there are more independents registered in this country than Democrats or Republicans? 42% of the American people are registered independent. 42% registered independent. 29% registered Democrats and 26% Republicans, which means four in 10 voters don't want a political party. Uh, another situation, so big independents, getting bigger every year, uh, registering as an independent rather than a Democrat or Republican. Now you have people moving from parties. There has been a big swing in the black vote, in the African-American vote in recent years, from Democrat to independent. Now, there are things happening in this country. You need organization. And what's happening is this. These groups that have been formed, and this all starts with Trump's election. We've got to thank Donald Trump for this, with his election. You remember, what was it, the day after the inaugural, the Women's March on Washington? None of us ever saw anything like it. And these women are still organized to this day. They have stayed organized. You have other organized groups in this country. Groups that have an axe to grind, they have a cause, a valid cause. Anti-gun groups. You got the March for Truth, Black Lives Matter, okay? You have other black groups. You have the millennials. They're coming up. These kids are going to be a potent voting force in 2020. Not 2018, only two years away. But just about every one of them, I'd say 80% of them are going to be a voting age, 18 come 2020. And they're going to make a difference. Now, they're organizing already. And not only are they organizing individually, they are organizing together. Let me give you an example, a very small example, but it, 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 says the, the, it tells the story. Donald Trump visited Key West about three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. He really didn't visit us. He flew into the Navy base, got in a limousine, drove to another portion of the naval base to look over uh, an interagency task force that was covering drugs and immigrants from between here to the end of South America, got back in his limousine and left. He waved through people through the window. Well, there were more protesters 
when he came. Then there were people yelling in support of him. There were signs, I love you, uh, Trump. And there were signs saying, I don't love you, Trump. In fact, the wording was even worse. Uh, bad words. The Some of these groups I mentioned announced, it was in the paper, they came here to organize the people of Key West, <laughs> all right, and to organize to show their opposition to Donald Trump and his visit to Key West. And some of the groups I named were here, and they were sharing their organizing powers with the local people and working together. So that's one reason why this can happen. The other is you've got some good people out there this time who want to run. Always there be good independence, but we have some unique ones this year, I think. John Kasich, governor of Ohio, conservative Republican, been conservative his whole life. I can remember him 20, 30 years ago. He's sitting in the Congress of the United States. He head of the budget committee. He's a young guy. Big with the numbers, you know, wanted to cut the debt all the time. Then he left. Now he's governor of Ohio. Well, people change. A conservative of yesterday is not a conservative today, though he may label himself a conservative. He has moved from the right closer to the middle. That's John Kasesh. Then you got a fellow like Joe Scarborough, Morning Joe. He turned independent. Uh, the day Trump was elected, he says, I can't stay in a party that uh, puts up a man like this and he gets elected president. Where's the money going to come from? That's always a problem. Well, there's a fellow by the name of Mike Bloomberg, former mayor of New York City, ultra-wealthy, one of the wealthiest men, if not the wealthiest in the United States. He would be a big supporter of an independent movement, not as a candidate himself. His day has passed, and he would rally many people to the cause of an independent candidate. Uh, the so I, you can see the reasons why there's organization, there's money. You got good people. For political philosophies change. Uh, Jack Assessment recently, and I, I like these words. He said, "I quote: I didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me, and it has the Republican Party of today, the Donald Trump Party. He's not even a Republican. But look at these guys. They're crazy." A bunch of them today in the House of Representatives said they're going to impeach. This is that small ultra-right group. They're going to impeach uh, Deputy Attorney General uh, Rehnquist. And the reason being uh, because they don't think he's doing his job properly. Well, hell, they're not going to get enough votes to impeach him in the House, but they're going to raise hell and they're going to start a process, and the FBI is going to get knocked more and more, and so is the Mueller investigation. All this has got to stop. And I think the way we stop it is we've got to get an independent as president. Then a party will develop after him, uh, following him in the years to come. And I also think this will happen. I think we'll lose one of the parties that we have now. I don't know whether it be the Democratic Party, the Republican. Uh, the Republicans the smallest, but they're only three points less than the Democrats. But it could be, well, one of those parties will die, and you'll have the Independent Party and the Democratic or Republican Party. Uh, and that's my story on that issue for this evening. I told you about impeaching Rosenstein. What a stupid thing to even try. Uh, and I'll tell you why it's stupid. This handful of radical Republicans, that's all you can call them, they want to just... In order to improve the country and make it what they think it should be, they have to destroy it first, okay? And they're, they're doing a good job of it, I think. Now, why do we have to go through 
or attempt an impeachment process to get rid of the deputy attorney general? Well, number one, you have to impeach him because he's part of the executive branch. The FBI, the Justice Department, Justice Department is a cabinet post, part of the executive department, work for the president directly, serve at the pleasure of the president. That being the case, why is Trump, because he knows what's going on, why is Trump even permitting them to attempt an impeachment? All Trump has to do is fire the guy. He tells the guy, you're gone. He's gone, just like that on a moment's notice. For some reason, Trump doesn't have the balls to do it. He doesn't want to take the blame for it. So, per usual, he's having someone else doing his dirty work. It, you know, it's, it's like having someone else discipline your children. This is his man. He appointed him sitting as deputy attorney general. It's his responsibility to fire him. But he doesn't have the courage to do it. And again, it's like having someone else discipline your children. It's not taking care of your responsibility, doing your duty. Speaker Paul Ryan. You know, two years ago, I thought this guy was great. I thought he was great when he ran for vice president. I thought he was presidential timber. He has been one of the worst speakers, if not the worst speaker, that we have ever had in modern history. Uh, he, he's had a difficult job. He's got a bunch of people in the, uh, what, over 500 people in the Congress of the United States, and he's got different groups. He's got this crazy, distant, far-right group. Then he's got one that's far-right, but not as far-right as that one and another one. And he's got to keep them all in tow to get things done. But along the way... I think he's lost his moral character. He's lost his character. He's not running again for re-election because I think he sees the Republicans are going to take a beating in the elections coming this year, the legislative elections. He just did a stupid thing. The House of Representatives has a chaplain. They've had a chaplain, I think, forever, okay? Uh, and presently, the chaplain of the House is Father Patrick Conroy. Catholic priest, he's been the house chaplain for seven years, and you see him at the start every day when Congress convenes at noon. He gets up there and he recites a short prayer. He's a Jesuit. Beware of Jesuits. They're tough. I mean, if you, they are the toughest priests in the business, Catholic priests. They go to school an extra three or four years, and they are hard-ass people. Uh, I am glad I never had a Jesuit teach me because my friends who have told me, you have no idea. Be that as it may, uh, he was fired by Paul Ryan last week. It's described as a, and I quote, forced resignation. Uh, the reason was given was that there was a dissatisfaction among the members. He wasn't doing his pastoral duties, okay, whatever that means. The real reason it is assumed, and the one that seems to be in the papers and uh, people are talking about, remember back in November when the Republicans wanted to pass that tax bill, which they ultimately did. Uh, they had no legislation for a whole year. They needed something big. The tax bill, which in their opinion was a reform bill, was the big thing. Trump wanted it. The Politicians wanted the House members, congressional members wanted it. And the Republicans sold this bill. They sold this bill as being 
Good for the middle class. I stress you can hear it in my voice. Good for the middle class. I deviate for a moment. What's in the news the last few days? This new bill, this new law, this new tax law that was supposed to be good for the middle class was to see people bringing more money home in their paychecks now, now. has not done anything for them. Other than the $1,000 everybody got, it seemed, because of the tax break and the tax savings initially the corporations were going to have, nobody's seeing more money in their paycheck. Nothing's happening because the corporations are not reinvesting the money in America. What they're doing is they're going out and buying their own stock so they can be stronger. So the middle class got nothing. They got screwed, and the rich got richer. In a prayer before the vote was to be taken, during the few days before the vote, Father Conroy said, and I quote in this prayer to the members of the House of Representatives, he prayed for the lawmakers to, and I quote now, guarantee that there are not winners and losers under new tax laws. I repeat that. Guarantee that there are not winners and losers under new tax laws, but benefits balanced and shared by all Americans, but benefits balanced and shared by all Americans. And it is thought that Paul Ryan, a speaker, fired Father Conroy because his members got pissed off at him because now the good priest was getting into politics, which I don't understand. As a priest, he's selling uh, the words of Jesus, the words of Christ, you know. Uh, Take care of everybody the same. Take care of the poor. Take care of the sick. Take care of everyone. And also, if you recall, I'm going to be repetitious for a moment, the Republicans were telling everyone, the middle class, the people are going to have a better life out of this. Trump said, I'm not making any money off this tax bill, folks. It's for you. What a line of crap. Since that time, they publicized what they consider are as million-dollar savings on different deals as a result of the new tax law. Want to go to the 49 questions that have been in the news for the last 24 to 48 hours. Uh, Along the way, while Mueller, the special counsel, and Trump's attorneys have been talking about uh, submitting the president for questioning by Mueller, uh, various issues were raised. They're calling them questions on TV, 49 questions, but they're really issues. This is the area you want to cover, number one. This is the area, number two. And uh, this is where they are, those 49 questions. Somehow, and this means that if this was accepted, as I understand it, these 49 issues questions, uh, that the president could have his lawyer with him, and he would only be interviewed, and he would not be under oath. Because understand clearly, that Mueller has the power to subpoena the president. And if he subpoenas the president, <coughs> excuse me, the president goes before the grand jury, and you can't bring your lawyer with you to the grand jury. You can't have any advisors with you before the grand jury. It's you all alone in a solitary chair in front of anywhere from 20 to 24, 27 people. And the prosecutor asks you questions, and the grand jurors ask you questions. And his lawyers don't want him to go before a grand jury because certainly the man is going to hes going to lie. He doesn't know how to tell the truth. He can't tell the truth twice in 15 minutes on the same issue. can't tell the story the same way. And if you lie under oath, it's a crime. And also, if you're interviewed, 
Now, formality of a grand jury, if you're interviewed, no subpoena, and you lie to an FBI interrogator, which Mueller would be in this instance, that's a lie under the law. It's, it's a crime under the law, rather. So his lawyers really don't want him to go before anybody. What would happen today or yesterday, the 49 questions became public. And lo and behold, they can't blame <laughs> they can't blame Mueller's team for leaking this. It's coming out that it's someone from Trump's legal team that has made public these 49 questions. Whether it's an attorney or a staff member hasn't been determined yet. It may never be determined. But those questions are out there, and they come from Trump's own lawyer base. Uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> If Trump has anything to do with this, or had anything to do with this, he's absolutely stupid. I'll tell you why I think he's stupid anyhow. Because being offered the interview as opposed to a subpoena to appear before a grand jury was a gift, a magnificent gift to him. And he is now, he is now looking the gift horse in the mouth. Trump is going around today and saying, hey, Look at those 49 questions. They say nothing about collusion. They say nothing about Russia. He lies because it's all over the news again that 13 of the 49 questions are related to possible cooperation between the Trump campaign and Russia. Now, this is the best of the best, I think. Trump wants the Nobel Peace Prize. He feels he's entitled to it because he's making peace with North Korea. Well, we ain't got peace with North Korea yet, and you can't trust Kim Jong-un. What's happening is good, but let's see what comes up in the end, because the man is devious, he is criminal. All of a sudden, you know, what is it? a leopard does not change his spots. This guy ain't going to change his spots. We could come out with a deal that's worse than what Trump thinks the Iran deal is. Anyhow, I believe that if anyone's entitled to a Nobel Peace Prize for this, it's South Korean President Moon Jae-in, because it was he, without the permission of the United States or of Trump, that decided the time was ripe for him to go and talk to the North Korean President Jong-un. And it had to do with the Olympics, because the Olympics were in South Korea. And he crossed the border and visited with the North Korean president, first time in, what, 50 years, 70 years? And he invited him to come to the Olympics in South Korea. And not only that, but the North Korean president and the South Korean president agreed that certain things would be done under the guise, not really a flag, but of Korea as a whole, not North and not South. Now, if anyone got the peace, of, peace uh, talking going, the accords and so forth, it was Moon. It's not Trump. Trump was yelling during that time, remember, we're going to bomb you. I got a bigger button than you. I got more bombs than you. I can bomb the hell out of you. You're going to be sorry you did this. All right? Big mouth. You know, Trump can do this, and he, people seem to get scared and then line up. But it only takes one bad guy out there not to line up when Trump threatens him and to throw a bomb or two at us, a nuclear bomb. And then we're in this war, folks. We're in a war with somebody. And for the first time in what? 
since the Civil War, the war is going to be on our land, affecting our families, our people, etc., etc. Anyhow, at the uh, the White House Correspondents' Dinner, the evening of the dinner, Trump, having no balls, did not go because he did not want to face the enemy, even in a comical setting. But he did one of his rallies in Washington Town, Michigan. Washington Town, Michigan. And someone apparently yelled out, Nobel Prize! And Trump looked into the TV screen and he said, see, they want to give me a Nobel Prize. Peace Prize. Well, I think if anyone's entitled to its moon, I can't believe they would ever give it to Donald Trump. It would be awful. And the news also tells us that Trump has asked Moon to publicly give him, Moon, President of South Korea, to give Trump publicly credit for creating the environment under which the talks are now going to take place, the congenial environment. What a shame. What a disgrace. Trump does not know how to make or keep friends. That's, this is the last issue I'm going to talk about very quickly. The World Cup. The World Cup. World Cup's going to be in 26, uh, 2026. The United States and Morocco are vying for it. The United States, but as the United States, Canada, and Mexico, it's going to be in our three countries at one time, or Morocco. Last week, Trump issued a statement. He said, all the countries who vote for where this is going to be, the World Cup in 2026, better remember how we help you and what we do for you. Because if you're not going to support us in this, we're not going to support you with money or anything else. Okay? This guy's nuts. This is not, We pick on little Morocco. Give it to him. Who the hell cares? Uh, even France. <laughs> Macron, the president, Macron, he said, we're going to support Morocco. That's the show for this week. Hope you enjoyed. I love doing this. Uh, please come back next week. There are more of you every week. I can't believe it. I love you. Thank you. Uh, I want to tell you my book, Irma and Me. If you haven't bought it, please order it from Amazon.com. You'll enjoy it. It's, it's what, fourteen ninety-five. Uh, but it's in the library now, Key West. I'm thrilled. They they put my book in their library. Key, Irma and Me by Louis Patron sits on a shelf in the Key West Library. It took three months for my book to be approved. Someone has to read it start to finish. And they put me at the bottom of the pile. I finally got there. Thank you for joining me. Look forward to being with you again next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.